It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Guys, I legitimately almost introduced the podcast as the Coconut Bangers Ball. It's a wrap after watching <laughs> the Robert Goulet thing before. We just spent the last 10 minutes before recording the show watching the Will Ferrell Coconut Bangers Ball Robert Goulet skit, which I don't know if I've watched in like two or three years, and it just plays from, from pillar to post. It is so good just from back to front, however you want to say it, front to back. Incredible stuff. I just might yeah, start iconic. talking like this. Goulet. At some point during the podcast. Nature. See what Goulet. Nature Goulet. Hey, Artie, to you and hire a clown to fix a leak in the John. Why let Wait, you let me tear down the biz? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I mean, he's right. He's right. He's, he's got a point. The guy's a point. Right. Some profane language that probably wouldn't play in 2022, even in a comedic sense in there, but. That was hey. that the best of Will Ferrell was always like one of our when we were driving to New York to like see my grandparents. That's that's like one of the DVDs we'd bring. Did you guys have a um, have we talked about this? Did you guys have a like DVD player in the like a minivan? Did you guys have that going on? We had that as well. Yeah, I did not. But uh, we in a lot of cars with people who did. Well, I, wa- well, I watched Big Daddy on the way to golf practice in high school. Just about. I mean, I probably watched it about 15 times total. That's fair. Did you what kind of uh, what kind of car did you have already? See, my mom had a we. She had a Toyota Sienna. Mm, we had a Honda power, Odyssey. Power doors, DVD drop down, uh, oh, the yeah. wireless headsets. It was yes. Those did are the two power players right there. I was yeah. a Mazda MPV in our family. Mm. Did you have the uh, hook where you could hook up a game system in the back? Did you have that? No, we didn't. Um, like we used to bring our PlayStation, like whatever hotels we stayed at or whatever. We weren't staying at the ones that you talked about in the in that uh, starting five draft where you had them in your room. We had to bring. Well, our, you know, but no, I don't I don't I don't even think we would have been allowed to play the video games in the car because we, we had it. So maybe. they had like the like the colored cables or whatever that you could put in, like the, the, the ketchup, yellow, liner, uh, ketchup, white, um, white, red, mustard, yellow, mayonnaise, yeah, yeah. mayonnaise, yeah. Uh, and you could like hook them in the back. So we would like play like PS2 or like N64 on our like little TV in the Honda Odyssey. And before that, the Oldsmobile silhouette, the Oldsmobiles don't even like exist anymore. No. Um, we went from Ooh, the one power to two power Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, all, th- that was also a staple. We watched a lot of SpongeBob for a while, and then eventually you graduated to the best of Will Ferrell. That's how I just know SpongeBob because I just watched best hours of SpongeBob DVDs over episodes. Like, like the crusty crustaceans edition and then you got like 10 episodes you just like absolutely work through those so i had a baseball coach at one point who was very into a blue collar comedy tour so oh yeah that was a good one caught a lot of that yeah the blue collar comedy tour yeah, yeah. i don't know if i i remember Ron, those Ron White? i remember the ads for the dvds i don't think i ever watched any of those they were good they were very funny they were good by the way they were but, Speaking of ads, I would like to apologize on behalf of the podcast for us missing the BGE wires down red alert song in the mm-hmm. draft last week. Mm-hmm. I, think as, local, I think as a local, I think as a local commercial that has to at least be mentioned. I think I pick it at some point in the draft if I remember it. Wires down red alert. Don't go near your good hurt. I mean, do you think anyone's touched a wire in Baltimore in 20 years? I can't imagine they've watched any TV. No, no. I'm going to no. have my kids watching that from the, you know, from the cradle. That's do something you got to know. Do not, do not touch. Do not touch. That guy's freaking elbow coming up with the little mechanical sound. I just said it's such a good piece of production. I just can't even explain it. You're just like, wait, what's happening? And that I mean, girl at the end, that girl at the end, 
Mm-mm. I wonder what she's doing. What are all those? I was going to say, now? we need to get them on the pod. That would be a great oral history of the <laughs> making of the BGE wires down red alert. I'm, let's talk offline about that. Let's okay. not give any more away. That would yeah, be yeah, very yeah. funny. Um, all right. Baltimore sports. There's just a couple of things going on. Let's let's jump into them. We had Ravens cut down day. The Orioles are still battling for a playoff spot. All the news that goes on to both of those things. But I think we have to start with this entire Lamar Jackson situation, which I think there has been about as many ruminations of the Lamar Jackson contract situation as there can be. There's like legitimate contract talks. There's rumors. And now we have the social media portion, which has come up at times like Lamar willing to tweet, willing to put up Instagrams, um, changing bios, so we see changing that stuff, pictures. changing bios. He does things like that. Um, this all came to a head yesterday as we tape on a Tuesday when he liked a photo of him in a, um, in a Miami dolphins, uh, Jersey. Um, and obviously got tossed around all of Raven's Twitter. Um, some reply tweets that he had, um, also came into the, it came into play and everybody freaked out. And there is now an understanding maybe from Ravens fans that they aren't that close in negotiations. I'm not sure we ever thought they were getting anything done anyway. So to me, this is just kind of bringing up an old thing, but Lamar is talking and doing stuff. And as you said, very well, RDT. And then I'll let you guys kind of weigh in here. It is a starting NFL quarterback, liking a picture of him playing for another team 10 days before the start of the season. Not exactly optimal if you're, a Ravens fan in the front office or Lamar Jackson. Like none of this is good for anybody. So I will let you guys jump in here. Something, nothing, a lot. I don't know. Real quick. Just have to get it out now. So you'll hear it here. Breaking news. Gunnar Henderson and DL Hall flying to Cleveland tomorrow. Well, to join well, the taxi, to join the taxi squad. So that doesn't really mean anything. I didn't read the full tweet, but I had to get that out there. Sorry. Go on Lamar. No, that's it. That, you, Take take it away, one of you guys. From uh, it's it's just weird. I mean, this is just scuttlebutt in another way about Lamar Jackson. It's it's not a good look. Um, no matter how you slice it, you can try to downplay it. Um, I'm not gonna try to make it into a big deal. It's not quite Kyler Murray and his agent writing an open letter to the organization, <laughs> making a indirect list of demands in a passive aggressive manner. It's not quite that. Uh. Lamar and the team are not far apart, or, or they are very far apart. They've never been close. Negotiations have only gone so as far as say so they, they can say that they've had negotiations. I think for months now, maybe even before last season, Lamar was prepared to bet on himself in this final year, knowing that the Ravens have the franchise tag in their pocket and that it could go another step. Um it's the leverage that the Ravens have and they're willing to play it. It's a chick. It's a game of chicken and they're just nowhere near a place where they're either side's going to blink yet. So while it is unusual that a quarterback at this age with this level of talent and accomplishments in the league doesn't have a long-term deal, that's the, the fact of the matter. That's just where things are. Anything else talk wise is just a waste of breath. So I think that the two sides have a level of understanding with each other that that that's the case. It's just not a good look for Lamar to start to do some of those things that just kind of rock the boat a little bit. Um, I feel like they should just be on the same page in terms of, hey, like if Lamar, if you want to bet on 2022 season, let's do it. Let's focus on football. Let's go out there. Let's win. Let's have a win, win, win situation where 
like 2012, where you win the Super Bowl and we got to pay you a fuck ton of money. Like, let's just try to focus on that. So, I don't know. It doesn't make anybody excited ever, you know, for some people to, the uh, sky's falling. It's just not fun to see 10 days before the season. It sucks. It sucks. I don't know how, how else to put it. Didn't I'm he exhausted say, from all of it. Didn't he say, too, that he was going to keep all that stuff kind of private and, like, he wasn't going to really, like, go public with it? And then he just flat out tells some guy on Twitter, no, they didn't offer me 250. Like, again, as as if I'm DaCosta or Bashadi, it's kind of like a like we're just telling randos on Twitter like it just that, undermines you know, the like, trust in the negotiations. And there's no big trust anymore. I mean, that's out the window. It's, hey, if Lamar I mean, wants it, to be his own agent, then like he's got a I don't know. You wouldn't see an agent going out and saying these things online. It's so it's a different dynamic when you are the agent um, and the player, but I don't know. It's just not a good look. No, no. And, and like, like we talked about it offline, like I'm shocked that it isn't a bigger story. I'm not sure why it's not a bigger story. Um, and again, if, if Aaron Rodgers last year during his stuff was liking pictures of him in a, I don't know, Carolina Panthers uniform, stuff like that. Like, I think that would have been, decent sized news. I think Lamar is an absolute star in this, in the league. And again, it's like, I, I just don't know why it's flying under the radar. Um, but I mean, at least in, here in Baltimore, it's not, it's, it's a huge story. It's, it's like, it was the story yesterday. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, it's just, I think you summed it up perfectly. It's not a good look for, again, you're nine days out, 10 days out from the season starting and your quarterback is kind of in limbo for the next couple of years. And he's out here just openly liking photoshops and, and, telling randos on Twitter what the Ravens haven't offered him. So I think there might be just a little bit of fatigue with this entire thing in terms of like a national um, discussion. Um, There's also just more news cycle going on. You have college football opening up. You have a lot more NFL stories, you know, 10 days out from the year. So, you know, the Lamar like back and forth, I guess it's not of like a lead the first take in those type of shows with, so much going on. I, my my thought on this is Lamar Jackson is sort of so loosey goosey on social media. This was inevitable. At some point, I think he was going to like wake up and decide like and like something in reply to things. It's a little like Durantish in the sense that I don't just don't think he cares. And I think he's like his own guy. And so with that in mind, this was never going to be a traditional negotiation. I think the Ravens knew that. And I think, you know, maybe Lamar knew that when they drafted him and he was clear, he had no interest in having an agent. Right. I mean, I think I've said this before, like that was like a nice story of the draft was like, Oh, his mom has like represented him. He's represented himself. They're doing it their own way. But once you got to this point, NFL franchises, clearly, I mean, I don't think I'm someone that's never been in a front office. This feels pretty simple to assume they're used to dealing with these negotiations a certain way, like deal through the agent. Maybe a player has more influence or less influence based on how much they want to be involved. And like, that's how it goes. Whereas this is all predicated on, and this is not me like blaming Lamar for doing what he's doing, but this is all predicated with him. There's no back channel dealings. There's no discussions going on. Like they have to talk directly, directly to him to get anything done. And if he doesn't want to talk or if he's going to do this, those are the decisions he's making. So like, I almost didn't think it was that big of a deal because I just think Lamar Jackson is all over the place 
in terms of how he handles like his public persona that just this felt a little par for the course for him to just like do something weird and be like, oh, this is funny. Like it, he can just be like, oh, people are just freaking out. And he's just like, you know, kind of doing it for the for the kicks. Maybe that's totally off. I don't know. And I'm sure Lamar has a team around him that's advising him in some way. And maybe they're like, dude, what are we doing? Like you're, you know, either pissing off this fan base that loves you or making it deal with the organization. Maybe they, that was a direct shot. Maybe it's super strategic on the other side. Could be. He's like, fuck this. Like, they're not giving me what I want. I'm going to, you know, start kind of making some waves and making them get back to the table and get me to a number that I feel like I want to be at by the end of the year. It's very, it's very interesting. And as you said, Banks, it goes all the way back around to the fact that, like, this is tiring. I think it's got to, if it's tiring for the fan base, it's got to be tiring for everybody involved. I just cannot imagine day to day that the front office, the coaching staff, Lamar Jackson, and the other guys on this team enjoy dealing with this. Maybe. You know, they all say publicly, they all do a very good job. The other players, Lamar, also to a certain extent when he talks to the media and, you know, John Harbaugh and Eric DeCosta, it's like, this isn't a distraction. You know, we're moving as we're moving. Lamar comes in every day and works really hard and we're all connected and, and pulling the same, you know, part of the rope. I feel like I've said like 400 times about teams the last three weeks. So cliche. Um, But it's gotta be somewhat of a distraction that's going on, but. I mean, who's to say once again, nothing has really come out from the Ravens about this in the last 24 hours. Sources say they're upset with Lamar, blah, blah, blah. They do a very good job keeping that close to the best. So we'll see if it comes out. We'll see what John Harbaugh ends up saying about it. If anybody asks him about it, I don't know. We'll see what the Baltimore beat core does the next time John Harbaugh's available. Mark Andrews came out today and just said, Hey, let Lamar live his life. Like leave him Correct. alone. Like, yeah. which is if he feels the need to come out and say it, then there's some, at least some pressure mounting underneath the surface behind closed doors, wherever that there's, there's a degree of frustration or a need to say that. So, um, or there, it seems like a degree of frustration that these, maybe these guys are fully aligned behind Lamar and are just like, this is who he is. This is what he does. It's hard to tell like where that frustration, if it's a frustration yeah. or defense mechanism to be like, Mark Andrews, like, yo, that's my guy. Like, step off like he's doing what he's doing we don't care about this hopefully that's true hopefully it is we don't care about this that would be great i think for everybody involved yeah absolutely it just it, it's i mean it to me again from the very outside looking in it just seems like they're and banks i mean you've said it a bunch of times like that they aren't really that close because it seems like he wants fully guaranteed contract and the ravens are again with with, with they're allowed to do that. They're, they don't want to do that. They don't want to give him a 250 million guarantee. They don't want to give him, you know, anything close to that guaranteed. So it'll be interesting to see if he, if he, you know, digs his boot at his, his, you know, his feet into the sand and says, I'm not budging. If they say, well, we're not budging then, you know, I mean, it's obvious he's going to be on this team for at least two more years. He's going to play this year. He's going to play on the franchise tag next year. You know, that's when it'll start to get, iffy and 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 interesting but i don't know i mean it's who knows and it's like i saw someone today i think it may have been glenn clark say like you know does he wait for another couple quarterbacks maybe like a joe burrow and someone else to like sign an extension to give him another like you know kind of leverage or or give the team leverage you know if joe burrow doesn't get fully guaranteed like deshaun gets they can use that as an example saying hey look they're not doing it we're not going to do it blah 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 he's been to a super bowl you know, we'll make it up some other way, but we're not going fully guaranteed. So 
I, What's and, the and scenario though? If you, like you said, he's guaranteed to play for this year and next. You know, I know this kills the contract. Do the Ravens franchise him if he blows out his knee this year? Like, what do they do? I would think so. I would think that they would franchise him. It, a major injury? Yeah, I think so. I mean. I think they would. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, you know, it's interesting to see what the scenarios are because then you are have a guy coming off an injury. I don't know. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. Probably not worth talking about hypotheticals, but I, I can't imagine the Ravens in terms of maneuvering the cap and all the things want to have that big of a franchise tag. Like the you know you want to structure a contract in a way where you can do some things, and a franchise tag doesn't really allow you to, you know, doesn't allow you to do that to the best of your abilities. I just that just can't doesn't seem like something that front office would want. I don't feel like we see the Ravens do a lot of big franchise tagging, unless my my memory is not serving. It's not like we've. I'm trying to remember the last like big Ravens franchise tag usage. Remember they used to do Suggs, Nada. They did Tucker the one time. Um, but all those guys, I mean, they ended up getting extensions with. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that wasn't that the stat, Brian? Where it was always like, if they franchise tag someone, they've come to a long term agreement with them. There's something have, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have not franchised. They have not put the tag on anyone since 2016, which was Tucker, Ray Rice in 2012, Haloti not in 2011, Terrell Suggs in 08 and 09, McAllister in 03 and 04. And Wally Williams in 1998 are their franchise taggies. <laughs> Which one of these history. is not like the other? Yeah. What? Wally Williams. That's one of your guys, RGT. You love Wally Williams. Do I? That's what I've always heard. <laughs> streets so are, streets are talking. I'm sure I'm sure Twitter will continue to freak out about this. Everything Lamar Jackson does is going to be analyzed. Every like, every reply, every profile change, every Everything at this point is under the microscope in the city. And that's the way it's kind of been for a while. It's going to become even more like that. Now, I think it goes back to everything. RDT, you said it. Banks is, you're the one that has said it. They're not close. This is not getting done before the year. This may not get done at the end of the year unless, you know, he wins the Super Bowl and it's clear they have to give him, you know, the biggest contract in NFL history. We shall see how it proceeds. You hope that for the organization's sake and the player's sake, they can figure out a way for this like to not happen every single week. And to be honest, if the Ravens are winning, this won't matter. If they start to lose, it will start to matter a lot more, right? That's kind of how these things go throughout a season, as we saw last year when the Ravens started to lose. And it's like, well, what's going on with Lamar Jackson? Are the Ravens blah, 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 blah. So we'll see. If he gets hurt again, I feel like it'll come up in his post-game question, you know. Again, well, I, he gets hurt again. If he gets a major injury, I think all bets are off in terms of how this goes. Because I think then if you're the Ravens, especially if it happens, knock on wood, it doesn't. Early in the year, mm-hmm. what I don't, it's just going to be interesting to see how the Ravens proceed from that point. So, uh, any surprises from Cutdown Day Banks? Um, maybe just the fact that they're doing some maneuvering. You know, cutting Brent Urban that they're going to bring him back. Just they do that to to kind of loophole the way that it works with the waiver system and all that. So um, it's like maybe a little bit surprising that how easily um, Josh Ross was able to make the team. But then again, we're very well known for giving undrafted guys a chance. And if you just kind of look at his history, him with Mike McDonald at Michigan, 
um, are somewhat of a need at inside linebacker. Um, those things all line up to that guy making the team for sure, especially with him helping on special teams. The Tyler Batty one was a little interesting. I th- that Beatty, one was I, can, interesting. I, I, don't, I don't I don't know if I've ever remembered if it's Beatty or Batty. Sorry to him if I've continued to butcher his name back and forth. Yeah, it's Beatty. It's probably Beatty. I keep calling him Batty like a, like a weirdo. Um, but that was due to the the the, the um impending signing of um what's his name? Is it Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake, that is yeah. the belief that Which, they're going to sign Kenyon Drake. I, I was in the same boat. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I'm, I was surprised they caught him. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, you know, Drake was he's probably putting pen to paper right now. So that, you know, makes him expendable. I think that the pen goes to paper tomorrow or Thursday, just based on the timing of other things that have to happen before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's all this contractual mumbo jumbo that I try not to get too deep into. I hate it when I when I tweet about something and somebody's just like, "Oh, well, they're gonna sell it back anyway." Like, yeah, dude, I know. Like Tony Jefferson. So we'll we'll get to that. that. We'll get to people like that. We'll get to people yeah. like that. It's like, um, dude, I know. I'm just trying to get these jokes draft. off about him not him seeing the door because he has glasses now and he can see. Yeah, I said he put on his glasses just to just to see his way out. Um, it's uncommon, obviously, for a team to retain 11 offensive linemen coming out of camp. Um, and five tight Ra- ends. Yeah, and five tight ends. <laughs> but that's where the Ravens have prioritized, and they have questions injury-wise. So some of that will be rostering maneuvering over the next, as you said, over the next three or four days. They're going to do some things and with some guys. So not yeah, honestly they- not the most exciting cut-down day. I mean, there's some guys like, you know, Isaiah Mack played well in the preseason. I'm sure he will go somewhere and be decent. Just a... a a um a victim of cut down day. I'm kind of happy for Justice Hill. He felt like a guy that just got written off and through some good play. And I, he seems to be very trusted as a special teamer. He makes the team coming off a major injury. Like credit to him. Justice Hill's gotten like, yeah. a lot of a shit for no reason because he just. He, I think people thought he was going to be okay and he's just been hurt and whatever. But good for him. He had to be sitting there in late April after they drafted Beatty and then. Um, they signed Mike Davis and he's got to be looking at the writing on the wall. Like, Hey, I got to put up a good performance just so I can catch on somewhere else. And then sure enough, he did well enough to stick. So yeah, good for him. Who was, um, who was the one wide receiver you talked about? Who had the good, I think he had the good catch against, um, Shamar Bridges. Yeah. Was it, he was yeah. an injury. Wasn't Call he hero Shamar Bridges? Yeah. Yeah. I gave him a purple jacket. I put him in the ring of honor already so nice of you yeah he earned it uh right. if he clears waivers he goes under the ravens injury reserve list so as long as he doesn't get claimed mm-hmm. he's kind of gets retained uh to a certain extent uh tony jefferson gone um i hope he gets picked up by somebody else or tony jefferson maybe could be a situation where the ravens are like hey stay in shape someone's inevitably gonna get hurt <laughs> so he may just you. be picked back up after they put a couple guys on ir yeah so like, um, good, good tweet by him though. After he got cut, funny tweet by him after he got cut though. Yeah. Um, he's very good on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, not not like that. Nothing that crazy. Like nothing like the Raiders cut Alex Leatherwood, and it's like, oh, nice job, you cut your first round pick from last year. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like nothing like that for the uh, for the Ravens. So it was kind of like that all over. I don't think there were any real like real big surprises. Marlon Mack with the Texans. Um. Like just league wide, I don't think there was many 
like, oh, my God, did you see that cut? Yeah, there's some names. Like, Josh Rosen got cut. Yeah, um, but Josh Rosen stinks anyway. He stinks. It's just, yeah. Kellen Mons. Yeah, Kellen Yeah, Kellen Mons was a third-round pick. If we year. need a third quarterback, he might be an option. J- that's just another person that, that Trace McSorley. will be like, got to pick him up. Got to. He could start. It still feels like they need an edge rusher, by the way. And I don't know if that's someone that's going to come from a waiver or someone yeah. that got cut here. The Dalen Hayes cut was, I guess, a little bit surprising too, just because he didn't really, you know, he had some health issues and um, it just seemed like he never really got a chance to prove himself, which I guess this, that's what this preseason was, and he just didn't do enough. Um, I do have to give oh, – I'll wait for I'll wait for Maryland Man of the Week to, to give a shout-out to a, to, a, to a cut day story. Um, yeah, so, so, so nothing, nothing crazy for the Ravens, you know, They'll add different guys. Kenyon Drake. I like Kenyon Drake. He's fine. He he'll do a he's job. Fine. I think he'll catch the football he's, out of the backfield. He, he's better than um. He's better than Le'Veon Bell. Okay, that's fair. He's a boxer now. So did you? Do you saw Watch that you tweet? You, did you see that tweet? Who of tweeted like, that? That was a great tweet. I got. I got to find. Was it. that My Jonas? Buddy? It was Jonas. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was a very. I just loved boxer at the end. <laughs> that's so good. Do you want me to read it? I have it up right here. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Let me see. Let me see. I got to find it. Where is it? I thought you had it up. I'm scrolling. Yeah. All right. Last see, that's, Ravens. See, that's it's right don't here. Don't let me don't let me right throw there. it to you until you're ready to go. The Ravens top four running backs last year. Devontae Freeman didn't camp. Latavius Murray didn't camp. Tyson Williams cut. Le'Veon Bell boxer. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised Latavius Murray's not in the camp. That's shocking to me. Not, a, yeah. not in a camp. Maybe he's not playing just retiring, but same it, thing. Oh, Devontae. He, Devontae showed some. Both those guys look like they had a little juice in the tank. Yeah, the juice man. Yeah, weird. That was a good nickname we had for him for like two weeks. Yeah, juice man. Yeah. Um, So overall, pretty, pretty, you know, lack of drama cut day, which I think is good. You you don't, you don't, if you're making dramatic cuts, like I said, you're probably not in a good spot as an organization. Is, Is the Ronnie Stanley, people seem to be freaking out about that. Is there cause for concern? I think there's cause for concern anytime that guy's on the field and somebody else isn't playing left tackle. So, yeah, I think there's a little bit of cause for concern. The thing is they wouldn't have activated him um, if they didn't foresee him being able to play within the first four weeks of the season because they would have just kept him there and they wouldn't have had to cut one less person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they're encouraged that he's going to be on the football field. Uh, pretty soon here, but there's, there's, I mean, there is the chance that he, you know, the team feels that they've done all they can to help rehab him and get him in a position where he's ready to play. And maybe they activated him just to kind of give him a push. Like, Hey, it's time to put up or shut up. If you say you're ready and you want to play, like there's nothing holding you back now. Come on out and do it. Maybe there's a chance that that's what's going on. I don't know. Um, but, uh, for now, I think it's just time to wait and see. Did did they have to take him off the pup like yesterday or, or mo- whatever day it was Monday? Like in order, of, was that like a paperwork move kind of thing too? Like, I'm, I don't think I, so. I, I think don't they think so either. I was just trying to like, I was trying to brainstorm. Like, so now he's he was one of the fifty three where he didn't necessarily have to be. Mm-hmm. Like, but they would have had to wait till after week four. If they left them on. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't know when the deadline was. Like, could they have gone up until yeah. 
I don't know. Like September, what's what's the first game? The eighth or whatever for that Thursday game? Like, could they have gone up until then or that Monday? I don't Probably know. Probably before today. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. On to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh lost to the Guardians tonight. Uh, and it just kind of stays status quo at this point in terms of the race for the wild card. It doesn't feel it does feel like at some point we are gonna need to come on a show and talk about the Orioles going on like a six out of seven type of run or eight out of 10 or something like that, because the teams in front of them are not letting up and they're playing good baseball. Um, And as we get towards September, time is going to start to run out to a certain extent. Not that they're far behind. That makes it sound like they're down five games with a month to go. But as the, as it's progressing, uh, we're going to need to come on here and be like, Oh, you know, uh, they're doing a great job winning series. I mean, the, the, I, well, I hate saying this is what a job to go and win two in Houston. I mean, insane. And then you look at the standings and you're like, why are they still two and a half games back? That's the most, it's it's almost frustrating how well of a job they've done to stay, not afloat, but stay in the mix here with the schedule they've had, but no one's fallen away to kind of reward that progress. Like, those two wins in Houston are gutsy as they will, as you can get. That Houston team is stacked and primed and looks like a World Series contender. And the Orioles went in there and played two really good games. Just frustrating that it hasn't bared more fruit to the squad in terms of a standings from a standings perspective. I, I think before the Houston series, someone had tweeted that they had won their last four series and they had lost the game in the standings. And again, it's just like, I, you know, we always say it like just go win standing or go win series and, and you'll find yourself in good position. And that's just not happening because, like you said, Toronto is playing lights out. Tampa's playing lights out. Uh, the Twins are, you know, they were down for a little bit. They're playing well now. Um, Seattle is just kind of taking off and, and they're playing awesome right now. So, yeah, it's frustrating. And then, you know, they lose, you know, I mean, they're in a winnable game on Sunday. They had a chance to sweep the Astros with with the um Verlander going out in the third inning and I'm thinking this is a sweep we got this like this is an easy sweep I mean they played like you said awesome games um Friday and Saturday the, the White Sox series was awesome itself I was at the Thursday game with the Kyle Stowers home run down to his last strike in the bottom of the ninth it's his first career home run off Liam Neeson or not Liam Neeson Jesus Liam Hendrickson wow um Hendricks Hendrickson Hendricks Liam Hendricks, Hendricks, I believe, right? Yeah. It just, again, I mean, awesome. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, they have the accent. You could say that Stars was taking him deep. <laughs> hey, oh. oh, man. Um, you know, I mean, that, 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 that was a great series to come back and win, too. Um, and again, you're like, finally, we're going to make up some ground. And then my thought going into the Astros series was if they win one, that's good enough for me. I think if, I completely agree. And then they won, you know, the first two, and we're thinking, all right, well, Verlander's on the bump tomorrow. I'm fine with this. And then it turned into like, a, hey, we can sweep the, you know, the Orioles can sweep this series. And I mean, the offense just did not show up and it hasn't been showing up in a while for a while. It's, it's since that Friday night game, it, it the offense has not been good. Um, they got one hit tonight. I mean, that's one, one lousy hit versus the Guardians. Um, not, not a, it, this tonight was probably the worst game of the year. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's been a handful of times in the last two or three weeks where, we're going in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning on a perfect game watch. Like, what's going on? You know, people have been clamoring for Gunner to come up. It's it. He's he's coming up. DL is coming back up. Um, it'll be interesting to see if maybe they option Nevin or Odor, one of those guys. But 
you know, I mean, Mountcastle, they dropped him in the lineup. He's been awful. Hayes has not been much better. Um, I mean, Adley has been, has been still really good. Mullins has been really good, but, and all the credit in the world to the pitching because they, they, they've been pitching their ass off the last week. Um, it's just, they, they got to get the offense going. I think they're three back now. So like you said, they're not treading water. I think they're still playing well. I think they're eight and seven, their last 15 games. So again, it's like 10 and five, you know, something like that to, to just give them some room and, 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 you know, try and climb back into that race because it's not going to be easy to make up those games, especially with everyone ahead of them. And they, like we talked about the 10 games versus Toronto is going to be huge. That's going to determine whether they're three games out going into, you know, the last couple of weeks, or if they're going to be 10 back seven back or something like that. So hopefully Gunner can, you know, inject a little life into this offense because it has been lifeless. It, it is, it is, it is, uh, it's tough to watch at times, very tough to watch. So, you just you got to hope that that gunner again injects some life into them, the young bat, and 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 something, some switch flips, and and they're scoring runs again. Yeah, three and a half games back now in the wild card as we speak. Um, yeah, I mean Tampa Bay eight and two in their last ten. You know they're just good. They're just playing better baseball. Um, Toronto's won their last two, um, so. This is going to be a dogfight. I mean, we've said it for two or three weeks that this was going to be, you know, exciting, but a tough assignment for the Orioles to get all the way across the line. And as you said, you know, eight and seven, their last 15, you know, it's above 500 baseball. It's kind of, you know, the treading water is the perfect cliche for it, but eventually they're going to have to kind of punch through and, and go on a little bit of run here. And maybe Henderson's that boost. I mean, they, they have to do something for this offense. As you said, you, you, it's a, it, can I just say this? We've talked about the Orioles all year long and how surprised they've been in a variety of ways. How they pitch is just stunning. It just continues to be stunning with the guys that are on this team. That's no disrespect. They just know that none of them are names. They just pitch, just pitch so well for the most part. And they need to be rewarded with some better offense on the other side. They've, they've got to do a better job um, supporting what just is an over total overachievement from the pitching staff throughout the entire year. I mean, Austin Voth was awesome on Sunday. Like, he was awesome. And he went into that seventh in a 0-0 game and then ends up, you know, walks the guy. And then Brian Baker, for God knows what reason, came in the game with a fully rested bullpen um, and and blew that. So, yeah, I mean, again, these guys are going – I think they went eight. Like, like the Kyle Bradish game on Friday was one of – maybe the best-pitched game that we've seen since the no-hitter um, from John Means last year. And then Lyles on Thursday was good, not great. But they had two straight, you know, two straight starts where the guys were going to pitching into the eighth inning. And I don't think that it ever happened under Hyde besides for the no hitter. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, it would it would be nice to see these some of the the offense, you know, give a decent performance when when Austin both goes seven scoreless because he's been awesome. And and again, it's a, they're, they're just not getting anything from the offense. One through four is fine. Five through five through nine is is awful right now. Just absolutely awful. So. Again, let's let's see if Gunner is uh is what we've been promised. Yeah, how do you think? Where do they slot Gunner in on this team at this point? What is who does he remove for this? It's got to be Odor, you would think. I mean, that has to be the move at this. I, every you've defended Odor, but at this point, I mean, he, the batting we're under the Mendoza line at this point for our guy. He's not playing, he's not punching anybody, so I'm not sure really no. what he's bringing to the table. Yeah, he hasn't come up clutch. Yeah, that was the thing before. He was at least having some clutch hits. Um, I don't know if they move 
Urias to second and put Gunner. Gunner like grades out awesome at third. They were like, he's a much better third baseman than shortstop. But like Ramon is not great at second from what we've seen this year. So it, like Mateo's shortstop, that's that's just that's sold right there. So I don't know. I, I think they put him at third. Um, I don't know if it's a guy like Nevin or Odor, one of those guys. Um, you know, maybe well, Gunner's a lefty bat. I don't know if they want to keep another one on the bench with Odor, but you know, I mean, I I think if you can slide him in at like five in the batting in the um in the batting order too, something like that, I think that would be that would be really exciting with with Mullins, Adley, Santander, maybe Mountcastle or Hayes, whoever you want to put at five. I know they had Ramon there tonight, and then Gunner at five. So let's let, let's hope again, dude. This team needs some life. I just hope it doesn't get away from them. And before we blink, it's six games back, you know, and 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 it's we're a week into September. So feels yeah, like this game tomorrow is a big one, like a big mm-hmm. swing game where if you, exactly what you said, it could start to get away from them if they don't go get that. So. Maybe that's exactly why the timing of this move makes sense. Um, I'm just as excited to see D.L. Hall. You know, mm-hmm. the start, like, was kind of meh. But I think he can offer so much just kind of as a setup man or a lefty-lefty guy or whatever. Um, I just keep thinking about David Price, yeah. you know, his rookie year. And, hell, we got Grayson thrown, too. Well, that's so, what that was, I was going to yeah. go into. Here yeah. comes Grayson. Thursday is his rehab start in Aberdeen. Um, and he said today the goal is to reach the majors this year. So here we go. Buckle up for his first rehab start, because if that goes well, that's the talk that's going to start. And the guy sitting on this podcast named Eric is probably going to be leading that talk. Well, so. I get, I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people will be leading. I, I think Tyler Wells was throwing in Aberdeen too. So again, like it's, it's, you know, if you can stretch some of those guys out, get them some innings and get them in. I mean, I think September is already going to be really fun. That could make it just absolutely phenomenal. If again, we get like a, Hey, guess what? DL's up and Gunner. And guess what? Tyler Wells is coming back. Oh, and by the way, we're going to throw in Grayson too. It's like, that's when you kind of just go, all right, like, fuck it. We gotta, we're going pedal to the metal here. Like we're, we're going for it. And I, that could be, that could be really fun. I think Thursday in Aberdeen, like I was even thinking about going, like, I think that would be awesome to go up there and see him. Um, but yeah, Grayson, Grayson's a big one. I mean, if, if they can get him going and, you know, I don't know what the rehab plan is for him, but it could be good. It could be fun. But as you said, I think to, to complete the conversation about the Orioles, it's, and thanks. I think it's a really good point. It feels like they've got a, at three games back, it can easily by Friday be six games. Like this could just, that's the crazy part of baseball to me. Every time is like, this can get out of hand so quickly, theoretically, either way, they could also rip off seven consecutive wins and be the number one wildcard team. The middle of next week. So got to get to that athletic series in good shape. (laughs) Yep. That's and, but it's okay. They were competitive against the, I mean, they took two out of three against, I know that Yankees seems real in a little bit, but two out of three against the Yankees. Sorry. They're only facing Tristan McKenzie and, and Shane Bieber. The next two nights too. That's the thing. It's like the, the pitching for the for Cleveland is pretty decent, but yeah, I mean, Cleveland's good. I mean, I think Cleveland is fine. I wouldn't say good, but I mean, when you're lining those guys up, you could be oh, anyway. That's that's what I'm saying. They're not. Yes, they are fine. They're, they're bullpen, but they're leading a division, and they've mm-hmm. got guys. They, I mean, they've got pitchers like that. So it's you yep. know, they're, they're, bull, they're, they're 
bullpen is unhittable. Um, their I don't their offense doesn't really scare me. But yeah, again, I mean they, they are in first because that's what I tweeted tonight. I was like this this Guardians team is not good. Um, part of that was just me being frustrated. But I I mean again I think they play in a cupcake Mickey Mouse division. You know, as opposed, I mean, they, they have what same one more win and the same amount of losses than the Orioles, I think and the Orioles are playing, you know, the schedule from hell. So the Orioles, though, pre, I mean, I would it's not a must. No, it's a, they've got to sweep Oakland at home. I mean, they, they have to sweep Oakland in Camden Yards and set themselves up to bring in Toronto for four games and go mano a mano with them and see if they can really make a charge at it. I think um, obviously they have a ton of games after that, but like you're bringing Houston here for four. You know, they have the little respite with the Nationals, which should be two wins. The, the Nationals are awful. I think the Tigers, um, too, right? They have the Tigers in there. Those are the teams they, they have to beat. The Nats- they got swept by the Tigers earlier yeah. this year. Yeah. And an awful, it's, awful series. It stinks there's no games against the Rays. Like, they have all these games against Toronto. It would have just been fun to have three with the Rays just to give themselves a chance to, like, you know, you love the opportunity to just peg a team back by yourself as opposed to scoreboard watching all the time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's, it's weird being in this. It's, it's like stressful. It's weird being in this playoff race. I I'm not used to it. I'm like looking at the standings every day and mm-hmm. getting upset after, you know, I was just upset at the Houston series. I was like, we should just be a wild card team. Now we beat the best team. It's so frustrating. Every time we lose, I feel like we, we drop two and a half games further down the standings. Every time we win, it's like we gain half a game on the team. That's the furthest up in the wild card. And, and again, I mean, like you look at like the blue Jays are playing the Cubs. Um, the Mariners are, are like the, the Rays are playing the Marlins, the, the, um, who the Mariners playing. I forget who they're playing. Um, the Tigers, I think. And they're like, they're all just absolutely just molly them. And it's like, you know, the they're Angels, the Tigers. Yeah. And the Angels, the Angels took care of who was it? The Blue Jays, I think last week, your last series. Um, so yeah, they, they got some help, but it was like, it, it just, it, it looked like it's like when you're scooping out, we've said we've used water as a, as analogies a lot. It's like when you're scooping water out of a boat, then you turn around and the other half is just still completely flooded. It's like, there's no, we're not making up any ground here. It, it was, it's definitely frustrating. Um, I, I mean, they just got to keep winning and, you know, scoreboard watching is whatever they'll, they'll have to do it, but just keep winning and, and, you know, keep yourself in the race. All right, let's pop into the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, use the promo code EXIT52 to get 20% off all of your sunglasses. Uh, it continues to be insanely hot <laughs> at all times here. Uh, we are trending, by the way. I actually need to look at the forecast. We are trending towards the like 92-degree day for the first Maryland Saturday game in the sun at Maryland Stadium, which is just unbelievably brutal. <laughs> From a weather standpoint, let's see what we got for a college park. Oh, AccuWeather, get your ads absolutely out of here, AccuWeather. You stink. Um, it just what do we got? Ninety-one the high on Saturday. Ugh. High noon, baby, against Buffalo. God, give us some crisp fall fall days. Maryland, Maryland you got to go white uniforms, right? Uh, they'll probably we'll wear red. I think oh, I would assume. Uh, I don't know that. That is not me. That we decide that later in the week, but um. Like when, I know people care about uniforms, but that should it should I would assume we'll wear red in the first game. But it's like when wrong. Jacksonville and Miami always wear white in like their home opener in September. Yeah, yeah. Just try I'm and get that to... mental, that mental like. Yeah, we advantage. had the we had the um the Terp script last year. We had the for uh for game one. So bring it back. Um, that was kind of decided. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, By the way, you know, you know why I think they should bring it back even more because Western Kentucky straight up. Yeah, they jacked yeah, that. Like, they jacked it so bad. So bad. So bad. Get out of here, Western Kentucky. Nobody cares. Although what, a former school of one Tyrell Pigram, who's now at Towson, who's been in college for. He's at Towson? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. Yep. Good old Piggy. Good Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, get your federal sunglasses. You're certainly still trying to block out the sun with the just intense heat that continues. I'm trying to find P- Piggy's Towson bio here to get his full college. There we go. He may Tyrell be older than I was when I was at Towson. Oh, Towson doesn't have his bio up? Oh, my God. Towson. Redshirt senior. He feels like an eighth-year senior. Ooh. I believe he's been in college since 2016. Yeah, began with Maryland in 2016. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Who did seventh, who did F- seventh college season? FIU? Did he have the walk-off? Didn't he have the overtime winner? Mm, yeah, I believe that was FIU. Yeah, he didn't yeah. throw a pass. Yeah. Yeah, he just ran. <laughs> really nice run. Been at Ole Miss, Western Kentucky, Maryland, and Towson. Mackenzie Milton played in that game. That was a long time ago. That's a UCF. long time ago. He, I just uh, remember tweeting out like all the pig gifts, being like, this is it. We got a quarterback. He, he relieved uh, Perry Hills in that game. That's how far back it was. Are you saying Perry Hills got hurt? I am saying that. No, that, that doesn't sound like Perry. Oh, sorry, you, said F- you, said F- you said FIU just to Central Florida. It was Central Florida. Florida. I knew it was one of those weird. It was one of those weird. Played FIU in that era at some point. We played FIU in a road game in that era yeah. at some point. Um. So, yeah, still in college the pig man uh starting five draft presented by fred thrill is worst i, I don't i'm gonna say worst twitters yeah like versions of twitter mm-hmm. um sect group of people sect, yes sure. yes sure that's what we're going with you can lump people um, into groups it's a little ambiguous but that's why it's fun it's a little ambiguous but that's kind of how we do this thing um i have the first pick banks has the second pick RDT, you have the third pick. Um, so I am setting the tone here, and I think I'm just going to take my pick that I know you guys aren't going to take, but I think I just have to get this off. I just think I have to get this off at the top of the draft. So I'm going to take hashtag SM Sports Twitter, social media sports Twitter. All right, so. This is like, I guess, the community that I sort of exist in to a certain extent, like the creative community and sports in general, which has many good, talented, hardworking people, ton of them that are incredible at their jobs, way better than I am. So I'll preface this by saying that. But boy, is this a tough community just in general to observe on Twitter. It is like at times super self-important. It is at times like annoying in terms of people like, not overvaluing, but like just being very like judgmental of what other people do. But then also on the other side, being like getting upset when people are judging them. It's just a very bizarre, very bizarre at times community of people. And I think the people that exist in it kind of know what I'm talking about. And we kind of make fun of it internally a little bit. So I'm not doing a great job explaining this to the listeners probably because it's a kind of you had to be there thing. And I'm just in it a lot. But hashtag SM hashtag Sports Twitter is horrible at times. And like I said, many good people in it. I'm sort of in it. I never ever used that hashtag before. But for the people that make it suck, you suck. 
That is just what I have to say at the top of the draft. And this is a community that I have just complained about over and over and over parts of it. Cause like I said, have a ton of friends that are also in it, but stinks at times just stinks. So hashtag SM sports Twitter. I'm taking that. You guys sort of see that stuff a little bit, I think, but I'm familiar. Yeah. It's all self-righteous. Correct. Correct. There is some, there is, I think the word self-righteous, there is some self-importance going on that is just personally not how I operate. Now I say that as someone that also like puts themselves in front of a camera and does things that promote myself, but there are some like self-promotion and some self-importance that I think is totally insufferable. So that's my pick. I just had to, t- I just needed to take it. And it, it is, it is my least favorite Twitter community, which is amazing. Cause I exist in it to a certain extent, but I, that would be a fraud if I didn't take it first. So even though it's bad draft strategy, I'm taking it first. Hey, it's a safe pick. Staying true to my principles. Thanks. I'm taking what I think should be one, one for everyone. It, I'm taking political Twitter. Damn it. Just politics on, on Twitter is just the worst. Like nobody has ever changed their mind based <laughs> on a nuanced conversation on Twitter.com. It just hasn't happened. The, the bird website is just toxic when it comes to politics. Election years are absolutely miserable. Just so miserable. And they're just never ending. They're like every once in a while you get like a fun thing, like um, like a Ken Bone at at like a, on a debate night or like a fly on a fly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you'll get something fun like that. But other than that, it all sucks. And then even like the, they'll they'll ruin the Ken Bone when they find out that he's just a creep online. I'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, political Twitter is just miserable. And I'm talking both sides. I have mm-hmm. to preface with both sides. It's so extremist on both sides, it seems like, and it just drowns out everybody else who just wants to enjoy themselves on Twitter or has thoughts that are just, there's no way anybody can have thoughts in the middle. Like it's just, there's just no way anybody could have any sort of thought that's balanced and just like nuanced and just whatever. So it's just, it's miserable. Political Twitter, easy pick for me. Yeah, that's that that's one one. That's it's a not. Can I make a small counterpoint? So everything you said was spot on. But one aspect I do like of political Twitter is I enjoy um, election night Twitter, like the 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 chaos of like people calling elections or acting like they know what's going on, and that entire and that's. Obviously, once everything's like all the campaigning is over, so it kind of takes out a lot of the like riffraff and l- lunacy of what's going on. And it's just like a bunch of people trying to like decipher numbers in like Cuyahoga County in Ohio. That stuff entertains me personally, but that's a very small part of what political Twitter ends up becoming. So just wanted to toss that in. It's something I like about political Twitter, but for the most part, just a horrible discourse of horrible people. <laughs> so. Good pick. Yeah. RDT. Uh, I'm going to go. And again, this is maybe a, we, we can talk about this. I'm just going to go Rex Chapman Twitter. Anything Rex Chapman. That that kind of like. The 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 I want to I want to sum up your pick better, but I also want to think about taking something. So I. Yeah, that's a, like I have a couple others, but I mean, I have a lot. No, I th- I'm fine with you taking Rex Chapman's Twitter. Are, are you just taking like aggregator twitter is that 
a better way to put it? I, I yeah, that's the thing. I'm looking for how to put it, how to word it. That um, is how I would have put it because that's on my board. But like, I don't want you to take that because I would like to take it. But you're taking Rex Chapman Twitter. Yeah. So, so, like, so you, you need to explain what you're taking. <laughs> I'm taking Rex Chapman's Twitter. Like just, just his Twitter. Straight Rex Chapman. Yeah. You're okay, just taking Rex Chapman. Yes. <laughs> I think I think it's that bad. I think it's that bad. I think it's awful. Like oh, you just dogs. inspired me to throw it's, something else on my board though. Well, it's the dogs, bruh. Like dogs, man. We don't deserve dogs. It's like that, those kinds of <laughs> tweets throwing out questions that he like knows the answers to that he just knows will get like responses and all that. I think he's the worst person, one of the worst people on Twitter. His whole Twitter game plan. And this is coming from someone who is very bad at Twitter. Like his whole Twitter game plan just stuck. No, you're not bad at Twitter. Oh, I'm I'm Stop. awful at it. I'm awful at it. Um, so I'm going that first. Um, my next one, man, I got, I'll, I'll go bachelor Twitter, bachelor, bachelorette Twitter, whatever fucking it's awful. Like the show is on nonstop. It's on, it's, it's, it's literally running all year. They have, they're, they have run this show for a lot of weeks in a row at this point. It's, it's cause like, and then I'll see like, oh, this is over and they're, oh, he picked her and like, oh my God, this is great. And then it's like next week on Bachelor in Paradise. And then it's the men tell all. And then it's by that, you know, I, I, there's no break from Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever Twitter. Like it's, it's awful. It's awful, awful, awful. Like it's such a bad show. I know, Taylor, I think you're a fan, maybe. I have not watched this season really. I've watched one episode, but yes, I, I won't. I won't go away from the fact that I've had a bachelor fantasy league for like three or four years. So yes, <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's just it's so bad. It's like it's just bad TV, and then it's just people just nonstop tweeting about it again because it's it it just never ends. It's always it's always on, and I don't understand it. It's just it's got to be the one of the longest running shows. It's it's, it's constantly on, so it's very annoying. Bachelor Twitter, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Men Tell All, Rose Ceremony, whatever you want to lump into that. It's all, it's all. I think you just hate this show more than maybe. Yeah, I hate the show. And Jesse Palmer is doing it now, right? Yeah. Because what's his name is not. not Chris Harrison got the old cancellation. Yeah. Real shame. Real shame. Thanks. I'm going to take something that I can't imagine was going to make it through Taylor's two picks on the other side. I'm going to take college recruiting Twitter. Just people who are very oh. just inside high schoolers lives and just are, you know, replying at these kids or like people who are just super into like when they get commitments and they're just super about it. Like they dedicate their lives. Like it's just how they get through days at the office is just talk, like thinking about who might go play for their, who might be like one of their 120 players on their college football team. Like, it's just, it's just so, so bad. It's just toxic. College recruiting Twitter is an easy pick for me. Those I say, I say this with all, and I repeat all due respect. Those are the worst human beings on the planet. Like there is truly nothing worse than the people that tweet at high school athletes. And I understand that, these people, high school athletes, year after year after year, become more public figures. Their games are on TV. You can stream them. Commit Commitments are these entire drawn out. Grab, there's entire industry surrounding this, obviously. So I'm not 
numb to the fact that they're like amateur athletes just trying to figure out where to go to school. It's much more than that. But if you are a clown that goes on, and especially if you're a Maryland fan, especially targeted at Maryland people, and you go and someone commits to another school and you're like, tell them off or something, you you just deserve to just not have anything good happen to you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it is totally bizarre if you're an adult who gets mad like gets and I understand. Look, recruit. Look, I, I, I. People thought I was trolling Rudy Gay for a t- last week for a twenty-year-old recruiting <laughs> story, which I wasn't. So people get upset about recruiting. I get it, and we play into it, and people feed into it. But if you're one of these people that is just like tweeting at recruits all the time when they post like photos of them with their high school teammates, you should be sh- shipped off to the moon. What a joke! That I'm glad you picked that. It was on my board. It's a good pick. I That's almost a took it number pick. one. I almost took a number one overall, but I had to. You know, I had to do my thing there. To the ship, not to the moon barstool, ship them to the dark side of the moon. What a joke. Ship them to Uranus. They remind me, and this can't be taken, so I'm not going to nice. they remind. They remind me of adult autograph seekers. That is yes. a similar yes. group of people. Mm-hmm. Those people are in the same sect. I'm sure they just, they, have, they should have their own combined Reddit, those people. Oh. Ugh, I hate these. And we I see them all because, they're you know, we get tagged in things. You see the tweets. Thankfully, we are at a fan base in Maryland that doesn't have the worst of these people, I don't think, because we just don't have as rabid of a fan base on a, like something like football as opposed to an SEC school that has all these lunatics. I hate it. Oh, nothing. nothing. There are not many things that grind my ears. You can just tell I'm getting like viscerally upset. So <laughs> let's move on. That's a good pick. Really good pick. That's a great pick. That's, for, that's, that's a- legit 1-1 talent going in the yeah. second round. Yeah, yeah, it was not getting past me, but I'm glad that you took it. Um, I, thank you, thank you for advocating for my pick, by the way. No, I mean, I, I mean, look, good picks. I have all these, yeah, I know you can say the RDT shitting on the bachelor, which is just like whatever. That seems like a personal. I, I told people, you, I literally told you all my picks were good. It was on my board. Um, I, 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 I'll see if you guys let this go, and I, I'm gonna take a general pick and then I'll let you guys be more specific with it. I'm just taking Stan Twitters, like, I'm just taking Stan Twitters. But if you guys want to take individual Stan Twitters, I'm fine with that. I just hate the idea of Stan culture on Twitter. So that's essentially what I'm taking. Stan culture okay. on Twitter. Now, if there's talking a, like individual like, group. I'm talking about like, like your, slower, give me away a pick, but like any of those groups of people that like artists or movie stars or shows like just super fan Twitter. Like but you're you at, guys you're can say it's at, not specific enough. Like if my name is at Lamar, Ravens, something like that. Is that like a, and you're just a constant Lamar or like, and that's the one that a, pops into my head. Like, correct. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, there are some that I have on my list again. I wouldn't, I don't think this takes those away. I just, hate no, I don't think it does in general. And I think there's like specific things about individual ones that oh, make you oh, worse. Wow. Yeah. So I, that's I, my, I own, good with it. that's yeah. my own cross. So I'm taking that first. I don't the think blind, I really like blind Homer Twitter is like correct. Kind of what you're which going can, for. which yeah, which can like pop up in a bunch of different industries in a variety of ways, sports, entertainment, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some could say I engage in some of that, but I don't believe, I believe I'm very forthright and fair. Um, and then with my next pick, um, I am taking uh, act like an expert for things you don't understand. Twitter. Kind of lumps I don't in know with if, the politics too. It lumps nice in everything. Year, but yeah, 
Oh, I've watched like three F1 events. So now I like know what the strategy, the pit strategy is because like I'm the F1 guy or I'm, I'm the, or I'm the soccer guy because I've watched like four premier league games. These are a little more general. I'm not taking specific groups. I'm just taking mentalities. I hate people that act like they know everything on, on Twitter about like very specific topic as things are going on. So it's like, Oh, I'm really like, if I tweet, Oh, I'm really enjoying watching like college basketball you know you know it's been a great game between like miami and oklahoma state and someone's like that two three defense that oklahoma state's running is just really shut them down you gotta you know gotta really lock in a little more of the fundamentals it's like or, i hate these people or if like again you're like oh it's a great game and someone's like well actually they're combined to shoot under 40 percent, so it's not a great game yeah it's like yeah. all right well then just okay never mind like yeah yeah i, I know what you're saying i allow so that. i'll take that if you guys don't allow that one yeah yeah um thanks i'm gonna take cryptocurrency twitter oh damn it i thought i could get that yeah uh just people that are just their entire existence is all about i it could be bitcoin could be i don't even know what most of the other ones no it's it's just like this is another one that's so interesting because the people that are like like at dogecoin 6969 mm -hmm. with like they're like like this is a big ape in their avatar is like so annoying, but then I'm I'm fascinated by the people that can actually break it down as experts, right? And are like, the, like, like cryptocurrency it's in super, itself. It's I'm not interesting. Saying a, I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad thing whatsoever. It's probably that's why it makes the Twitter even thing. worse. It's it just makes those people, people even worse. They're people whose entire personalities are based on this, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, like, it's like you being obsessed with cash dollars. Like it's just, it's weird. Like it's very what? weird. That's yeah. one where people change their handles and it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And it's or like like at like big dick f fifty five. It's like <laughs> get a grip. It's a good yeah. pick. But yeah, that's a good one. It's the same thing for me as political Twitter, where there's like things in it that if you like cut through all the garbage, there's like oh I'm like interested in how crypto. It's interesting, works. but they're just ruining but it for me. Ruining it for you. Just make me yeah. hate it. it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, want to pick cryptocurrency. It's probably a very sensible thing to just, we're just going to go down the road when we're talking about what cryptocurrency is. But yeah, decentralized currency probably makes a lot of sense to some level. You know, diversify, blah, 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 blah. But, and like, I'm going to give you, just it's, it, I'm, I'm going to lump in NFTs with that because it's the That's, same group of people. I was going to try and pick NFTs next and then ask if it was too much like it. Like I think we I, I figured it, it was feels like and, a very similar. Community. Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, I'm, I'm fine with that. Once I, again, NFT is okay. super freaking interesting. It's just all. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I probably should have not given that, just given that to you, but I just, that, it I'm just, it's all it in the same thing. <laughs> it's yeah. in there no, now. Take, take it, I'm them. just putting crypto no Twitter. Backs. That's what I wrote. Crypto Twitter. You get uh, RDT. You get to, um, let me take, I had, I had, I'm not even going to say that one anymore. Um, bu- 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 bum. Where was I going to go? I'm going to go. How do I word this? Like, like, and again, this is not, it's not Rex Chapman ish, but like the dumb question. Twitter is a hot dog, a sandwich is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Like those, those same questions that people tweet out. Dumb hypothetical, just like yes. regurgitated and, ones. And you hear, you see it every, every like, two or three months, everything goes viral again. I'm trying to think of like some of the other ones off the top of my head, but I can't, but like, there's always th- th- those kind of just like 
just bland accounts that ask those like there's always that one um the 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 movie one the the diehard one at christmas is like just just the most annoying thing in the world same thing with the hot dog a sandwich um those always just definitely not as joe flacco elite that's definitely not one of those not anymore but i mean back in the day it was pretty you know <laughs> it's up there it's pretty annoying um but yes yeah, so i'm going that and then my next one that's a good pick that that uh, that i wish i wish i could think of lot. more no more no examples, no ruminates, but... it's like what what's what's your favorite sports memory it's like uh, yeah it's or, that stuff it's or it's the like top yeah, five. which by the way it's something everyone trades in. Like we do that in Maryland, like where it's like, oh, oh what, you, what what made you become a Terps fan? It's, it's or, easy content. Who's the first Jeez, player you Twitter. think of when you see this jersey? Like that yeah. stuff. The, Show like... us a picture of you in your workplace. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't give a, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going Put that your again. first picture at a sporting event. That's that. This just goes back to SM sports. Move on, move on, move on. Move on. <laughs> um, I have so many. I mean, I uh, do I go another show? Do I go an artist? Um, come on. I thought you had all these picks. Were I do. I have, a, I have come on, good, come on. I have good. Come picks. on. Fire away. Fire right. away. You had Game, big Game talk. of Thrones Twitter. I knew oh, that was I, coming. Yeah. That was going to get picked by me next. Yeah. Show stinks. Like it I doesn't. I, it doesn't. It's, it's bad. Stinks. It's not. A, I haven't really watched the show. I can't imagine. The I've show never watched bad. it. The Twitter stinks. The Twitter sucks. <laughs> like, they're not normal names. They're talking about Dagarianth and 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 Tarianth and dragons and and every. It's they didn't set up this new show well with the names. They're all all too they, similar. They all look the same. Every tweet I see, I'm like, that's oh the same God. person. I'm just, mixed it, up. Like, yeah, it's it's like the just two letters are switched and that's it. But and then it's like the like, oh well, you don't like it because you don't understand it or like the you know blah blah like. The, the whole that one where there was a fight scene and it was dark and people were like way, complaining about that that and was saying like that was something else <laughs> it was just awful awful nights of twitter and then when that's why i was so happy when that last episode or last couple of seasons or the last couple episodes of the, the last season, season was trash was, was so trash. bad and that's when i was like thank god like this justifies my like you like you're you can't be a goat if you had this bad season like you, you can't be you've just that's the narrative now this so, new show is awesome i'll just say that much it's awesome so far well if you have to do a spinoff then i mean is it that good though like it's not a spinoff though it's just telling it's more of the it's, story it's a prequel it's got I, I, that house of dragons is getting lumped into so burn it all burn it all figured that i have to thanks taking mets twitter it's a very specific twitter I've taken Mets Twitter. We're wow. I said Barstool is like we catch a lot of Mets narrative, but just like if I could pick out a specific fan base that I feel like is just at each other's throats so much and like just constantly overreacting, whether it be good or bad, and just over the top and just relentless with it, it's Mets Twitter. Well, that's just Frank. It no, it's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> The Frank stuff stinks. I don't know if you guys follow Frank the Yank. He's awesome. He does the fr- Frank the, the Tank the, for the, the losing your mind when you're the losing your. I know it's entertaining for people. I'm over the like losing your mind. The act of like, and maybe it's not an act for him, but like losing your mind when your team goes down to like in the first inning when you're like 40 games above 500. Like that that stuff's just not. It's just insufferable. It just is. So like. 
credit to credit to that for like being a career move there. But like, I don't get any entertainment about that. I, I get that people do. And I know that's Mets fans have all this angst, but like if there was Orioles fans doing that, like if already if that was your shtick to like, Ugh. and maybe it's not a shtick for him. Like I said, maybe that's all real and fair enough, like fair play. But like, if you were just like getting on Twitter, like putting up videos after tonight of, and like declaring their Orioles seasons over because of one game, I, I, it's just and so Mets toxic. fans do that a lot. It's just stupid. It's just like it's just not fun to be a part of a fan base that does things like that. Yeah, that is I the just, one thing. And I this is um, this is not a blanket statement, but I do think one of the really good things that Ravens fans do for the most part, they have some weird things they do, but no one really flips out over one loss like it's the end of the world for the most part uh, compared to other fan uh, base. In my opinion, at least in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> At least in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I'm just hanging around the people I want to hang around with. Maybe that's what it is. I'm finding the that's echo fair. chamber. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a major guys piece are, of this, this whole thing. Yeah. And if people are doing that, stop. You're just living a worse life. Those are the fans that, in my opinion, to come into Orioles Twitter who, when they lose that one day game against the Cubs, people are saying, like, you got to get rid of Hyde. You got to you gotta cut this guy. You got to DFA this. So stupid. And that's, uh, you that's the Ravens taken, mentality. Just so. bad fans. Just bad fan Twitter is something somebody could have taken in this draft. Mets is good, I know though. we kind of can't take it. Mets is a good summation of that, though. I wanted but, a team specifically, and I think that that's the one. I had to yank. I, had, I have another one that's not far off from the Mets that yeah. I'll save. Um, I'll okay. So I have two here. I have a variety of things that I want to pick here. I'm gonna pick one that I like follow a lot of people in and annoys everyone else. I'm gonna take soccer Twitter. Soccer uh, Twitter sucks. I had that. Um, there's actually a lot. Of, there's like a lot of good soccer coverage, but the worst part about soccer Twitter and allows people to not. It it hurts the growth of like here. People get like very uppity about like how you treat soccer. Soccer Twitter stinks. Like people need to calm down. Like let people enjoy the game as they want to enjoy it. And if they want to hate on it, just like. Go do something else in your life instead of going back and forth with them. What soccer tour? Soccer tour is the worst. Brian, and, I lo- and I love soccer. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wasn't it Clem who would just tweet Messi and he every yeah, time it's, everyone it's else? One did. of my favorite tweets. Yeah, and then he he would just start. He just started doing that for other like big sporting events. Would just yeah. tweet like just, a big everyone touchdown. was yelling on Twitter about something. <laughs> he would just yell Messi. Yeah, up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. Yep. Up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. It's great. My last pick is. Uh, a little bit of an explainer. Um, I get very upset at people, and I'll use Game of Thrones as an example. It's like, dude, if you haven't watched the second episode of Game of Thrones, like, what are you doing with your life? Those people that do that about specific things, like, let us do what we want. I don't care that you like the first six episodes of Severance, and I haven't had time to watch them. Calm down. I will eventually get to Severance. That, like, just don't tweet that. Just do not tweet that. The worst. The worst. I hate those people. I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. I have it as if you're not doing this Twitter. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's a very good way to put it. Or how are you not? Why have you not? Yeah. 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 And it's Some even stuff I like. Yeah. It's like, God, if you're, if you haven't gotten into drive to survive and watched F1, I mean, you're just doing it wrong. It's like some people aren't going to watch five seasons of drive to survive and then watch every race at nine 50 from Belgium on every Sunday. Like I'm enjoying that. Not everyone else has to enjoy that. Last pick here. Yeah. Uh, I, I have an overarching thing here, but the best way I'm going to explain it is just use my example. I'm going to take, 
I stopped watching the NFL when Kaepernick kneeled, even though I tweet about the NFL nonstop Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. Just like yes, people who yes. just make the declarative, if blank happens, I'm doing this, or I mm-hmm. don't care about this. I don't care about that. You clearly care about it because you talk about it all the time. If yeah. Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. If they take yeah. away, it's both right, sides. I'm I don't. I'm not. And everyone it about is no, no, no. I know it's not. A, I'm saying. Like, I was just giving another example of like, yeah. you saying things over and over and over that you're going to do something, and you just continue to tweet about the same topic. Log off. Just log off. Just stop tweeting. Just, just get off it. of the just bird. App. Get offline. I said I'd move to Canada if Stephen A. Smith became president. So yeah, I bet you won't. Yeah, well, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> we'll see. There's- I'm calling it declarative statement with no action Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's a good one. You're on you're on thin ice here, Taylor. What? Declarative statements. You haven't oh, well, that was, uh, oh, not online. I'm not doing that online. I'm doing that among the boys. Come on. Come on now. Come yeah. on. That's just all good fun after a couple of drinks in Mark Ducks. We're not. Come on. That's different. <laughs> That's a different segment. That's a different segment there. That's a different segment. If I was tweeting that, can you imagine if I tweeted that? Yeah. Oh man, I wouldn't be good for me. Um, all right, RDT, finish off. All right, I just got, I got to do it. We're going Taylor Swift Twitter. Oh yeah, that's so bad. Listen, so bad. She's so good. Bad. She's very good. We know this. We don't need the constant, just going nuts every time. Every time oh, wow. an album's out. Oh wow, Eric. Listen, listen. It had. This is that. There's three years between these albums most of the time. If I, I think see. One more goddamn thread about every time she said midnight in a song, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I'm gonna kill myself and lo- and log off. You, you, this is such a bad take. Listen, I get it. She likes midnight. It's, it's perfect. It's almost midnight right now. We get it, Taylor. It's not Taylor's fault. I will say it. it's not Taylor's fault. It's, it's. Again, I like her. I think she's good song. Can I good can music. I play de- devil's advocate? If you were really gonna go in on Taylor, you would say that it is her fault because. She leaves tons to be well, yeah, interpreted, the, and so the, she allows people to interpret, which is I, I find fun. Pe- but you clearly find into, it terrible. <laughs> well, people digging into every Instagram caption and like, oh, well, she used this Pantone of color and this on this album color and this and that and blah blah blah. We get it. We get it. Again, I like her. She's good. I know. I know that this is rubbing you guys the wrong way, but like, when was it? Monday, Sunday, that she announced it. Uh, Sunday night, night VMAs. VMAs after she I think, cleaned up again. Thank you know, no big deal. God, I went with a song I went that to, she wrote yeah. ten years ago. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, ten years ago, just released another video for it. Won a bunch of awards. Like comes into the cultural zeitgeist. Like well, all, one of the few events that sort of has some cultural zeitgeist relevance as a TV event, and just says, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna win all through these awards and just like be the goat." It's fine. <laughs> so so. I, but no, know. we hate her Twitter for getting excited about the fact that she's a genius savant that you know, does amazing music for over a decade at this point. And as the well, most consistent artist in the world, whatever. No, Twitter stinks. Well, but you're, again, you're not, you're not going to pick like, you're not going to pick like one of these other Stan Twitters to like, uh, like BTS or something. I don't know yeah. enough about them. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but or like, yeah, people that like go stand for like Charlie D'Amelio. Like you're not going to go after them. I don't see that. I don't, I don't see that part of Twitter. I don't see it. You know, one of the reasons, though, that this is like getting worse is because now if you click into anything, Twitter assumes that that's what you want to see. And so it starts feeding mm-hmm. you things you don't want to see because yeah. you just sort of the got algorithm. curious about a certain sect. The algorithm is like destroyed us on that. Like t- today I was um, what was I getting sent tweets about? Um, 
something. And I was like, why am I? And it was just because like one time I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on in this Twitter community right now. And I just like, like scrolling. You like the tweet or something. Do you have your Twitter yeah. set to recent or to whatever yeah. that setting is? Recent. Definitely I don't know. Most recent. Yeah, you have to. It's oh, crazy. Yeah, I know I scroll up the other way. Timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it still feeds you stuff through the algorithm. Promoted stuff, I mm-hmm. think. Promoted stuff. I just block all those. I block. Yeah, I just them. hit the you X them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good draft. Besides that pick. Um, I took hashtag SM sports. I may have just destroyed my ability to get other work, but that's okay. Stan Twitter. <laughs> it's like an expert Twitter. I think most, a lot of people would agree with that pick anyway, from the, that community, uh, soccer Twitter. And if you're not doing this Twitter, banks like political Twitter, college recruiting Twitter, which might be the best pick of the draft cryptocurrency Twitter or crypto Twitter, Mets Twitter and declarative statement with no action Twitter. <laughs> Uh, RDT took Rex Chapman's Twitter account, um, Bachelor Twitter, Dumb Question Twitter, Game of Thrones Twitter. Great pick. That was that was getting picked by me. And um, Swifty Twitter. Uh, a couple of ones I had, and I wish I had more time to research this. I just didn't have time today. I took Golf Pro Twitter. Um, people that just assume they know everything about golf. Um, I took blah, 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 uh, the Bayhive. Can't stand them. Um, Why? She's a very consistent, hardworking artist who puts out albums to her fans after she cleans up at award shows. The Bayhive stinks. Uh, I uh, Red Sox Twitter, Yankees Twitter. I t- I was going to take aggregators, um, but due to Greg's chat, I didn't want to take something that close. Um, and then spoiler Twitter. People that spoil things on social mm-hmm. media deserve to be shot with the uh, shot to the moon, not shot. There's to be shot to the moon with um, your college recruiters and your autograph seekers. What's your what's your statute of limitations on like spoiling? Like, uh, like depends movie. on what depends on what it is. Movie's got to be out of theaters, in my opinion, for you to start talking about it like that. Just straight up like out I'm, of theaters. Like, like if it's a Marvel, year. like if it's a Marvel movie, like if it's Avengers Endgame, for me, like you can't be tweeting stuff like two weeks after. Like some people just can't get to the movie theater. Like uh, Lash- LaShawn McCoy. Now didn't, I w- he, didn't he just tweet RIP my boy or my boy Tony Stark yeah. or whatever. Stark, <laughs> like, yeah. like the night, like opening night. <laughs> they can't do that. Like people are living their lives, but it always happens with like the bachelor, like a re- especially like reality shows. They get spoiled like months before because like people like reality Steve are on there. I try to live a spoiler free life. I hate being spoiled. I like just going in and watching things and you know, so I almost took that. I probably should have taken that. I hate spoiler Twitter. It's a good one. What'd you guys have? By the way, there's 800. There's 800 sports that you take. Like SEC Twitter Duke, is brutal. Duke Twitter. Duke Twitter is brutal. Um, I, so. It's usually any team that wins a championship, like Twitter. like Amateur bracketologist. Twitter. Bengals Twitter right now is miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Philly sports Twitter. Mm-hmm. I can. They can be very enjoyable at times, but other times – they can be fucking miserable too. There at one point, at one point, Terrell Suggs hit Sam Bradford. Oh, Bradford pretended to keep on an on a on a RPO or something, and Suggs hit him in a preseason game because, like, if you're gonna fake like you have the ball, like you have to take the hit. It's just football, and they just like made such a big stink about it. And I've just that's always stuck with me. It really pissed me off. Yeah, um, remember that hockey media. I think that there's a sect of hockey media that's very, very uptight. Um, 
old, like <laughs> pretty much the baseball beat, like national baseball writers, just brutal um, reply guy. It's kind of vague. Crotchety, crotchety journalist Twitter is awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's like get off my lawn. Journalism is awful. Yeah. Oh. Oh, one I should have taken. I might have taken this number one. Complaining, complaining about when your deadline gets messed up. Twitter from the Big Jays is awful. Get mm-hmm. a grip. Get a grip. Uh, sorry. Live sorry. golf guy. When Twitter, we lose fifty, like the. Sorry, I'm cutting you off here, but no, I was just saying, like when you know, it, my plan, my best laid plans get killed too when we lose games. Like it just is what it is. It happens. Get off it, journalists. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So live golf guy, Twitter, like guy who just thinks that like the PGA tour is paying me to write whatever I'm writing. Um, Met Gala Twitter. Oh, That's yeah. A miserable yeah. <laughs> Twitter, I kind sure. of enjoy Met Gala. <laughs> Did you see uh, like uh, who is it? Jason Derulo fall down the stairs. <laughs> that one um, when it goes viral. Yeah. Uh, tweet thread Twitter. It's like Joe Pompliano. Um, that guy, that I was gonna a, say that guy. Thread. Can I give a take? There's good threads. There are good. It's threads. just overwhelmed Twitter now. There's just it's people just who's that. That's their entire shtick. Is just like, yeah. Here's a thread. Um, Pop. I didn't like. There's this is. I'm very hot and cold on this, but hot, um, award show Twitter. I I had award show. I almost took that with my last. It's test. very much a Twitter. I don't. It, it can be good. It can be bad. I think that's um, one that can go either way. It can be a very fun at times. I'll bet. So, so Chris Rock, Chris Rock was fun. Like that's a and, that's like a, oh this is something. But yeah, I, then, I couldn't. Yeah. The last one on my list was um I have over nine MLK sign items Twitter. <laughs> 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 Sorry that a white man can't enjoy Black History. Yeah. Um. There's a close brother that it's um some of my closest friends are Black Twitter. <laughs> So <laughs> those people are bad. Those people are so bad. People, it's like people stretching for connections to try to cross cultural lines. Twitter is a is a tough <laughs> look for people. Like just stop. And then when they get absolutely destroyed by the actual people they're trying to connect with, that's one of the amazing moments on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, you're trying to like be so sympathetic, but you oh. just sound like an idiot. Uh, tweet and delete Twitter as well. Oh, that's Stick a direct shot. Tweets. At, that's a direct shot at one guy. One guy. <laughs> he's qu- oh, he's man. quick with it too. Shane yeah. Shane Gillis is a big the comedian. He's a big. He gets drunk and he tweets an insane amount of things and then he just deletes them first thing in the morning. So that's my. If we were picking le- worst Instagrams, people that delete all the posts on their Instagram would be like yeah. Any any athlete who deletes a picture, I I hope you yeah, our hope our kids are phone yeah, it's awful. Um, I had, yeah, I had a word show Twitter. I had motivational Twitter. They're like, get up, just quit your day. <laughs> like, you got this, blah, blah, blah. Like, that <laughs> bullshit that, again, they're just trying to get like, a billion likes and retweets. Twitter has that less than most other social media apps also. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Ba- but- another thing that's very big on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. Up and grinding. Um, I had Johnny Depp and Amber Heard Twitter. I wanted to just throw... <laughs> I, I wanted to to uninstall Twitter during that. Like I hate I hate any of that stuff. The, um, that's like Ghislaine Maxwell or whoever yes, that is. And yes. like who was the 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 Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein Twitter? Like everything yep. about those topics. Any, just like I any, don't I just could not care less. Any kind of trial Twitter. Like you're it, <laughs> this falls into the like the expert. Like listen, you're not an expert. You don't know like 
you, you don't know what a deposition is. You don't know what any of that means. Like, just stop. It's um, why it's doctor. hard to say. It's why it's hard to say that the OJ case is not the number one pick. I don't remember what we picked number one for like moments you wish Twitter was around for. Maybe it it's because I don't wish Twitter was around for it. That would have been an absolute sensation. It's like Nancy Grace Twitter. It's essentially just a bunch of Nancy Graces <laughs> on Twitter. It's kind of how I would define it. <laughs> um, I had mock draft Twitter, and this is not against. Spenny is the only one who can do mock drafts. He's the only one. Like, oh no, you're taking a shot at him. Don't head. No, no, <laughs> like random guy with 138 followers. We don't need a full seven round mock draft. Self aware. <laughs> and who the who the who the Saints are going to pick in the third round? Like we nobody cares. I promise you, nobody cares. Um, that that's also like my draft rankings Twitter again of people who don't know what they're doing. Um, I oh, I have one. Fantasy football Twitter is awful. No, see, I knew someone was going to say that. I like fantasy football Twitter. No, no, no it's terrible. terrible. I, enjoy, I, I wish enjoy. I picked that. Oh, I didn't so think bad. about that before the draft. Send me, so bad. Tag yeah. me in your teams. I want to see all your teams. Tag yeah, me. That's so bad. That's hard. That might disqualify your whole draft. Yeah. I, think, and that's a good I like it. I Just think it's floating nice. your tweet out there like, oh, tough flex decision this week. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Those, those I don't really like. I don't yeah. like that. I like the like people. You guys like, like Christian Kirk or Kareem Hunt. It's I like, like I don't like, care. Here's my team. Like, here's my my drafted team. I like looking at those being like, oh, that's a good draft. I like that. You guys Not like, being my like value of DK Metcalf in the fifth. It's like, no, yeah. I don't care about your team. That's that stuff is like the the who do I start? But this isn't Twitter. shocking because RDT, you like talking about your fantasy teams on this podcast. So you're a big talking about your fantasy team guy. I mean, did you want a championship last year? You know, so <laughs> Gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, Marvel Twitter, never seen a movie, so I don't know what any of it means. Like, yeah, that stuff's bad. I will say that that's there's some good, like, people do like, so, okay, if I was gonna pick t- a TikTok, like, theory TikTok is super annoying, and Marvel is mm-hmm. like one of the things where that is. There are some stuff at times where like theories are like fun to read about, but yes, a lot of Marvel Twitter is very insufferable. Um, JLC, obviously, coffee Twitter, kind of shocked um, you didn't get picked by you guys motivational sports Twitter, which kind of falls into that Joe Pompliano guy that like, I didn't know, not motivational, but like the lifting. Wow. The, yeah. Like this story is, is so amazing and it pulls at your heartstrings. Like, yeah, we get it. See, I, 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 I think you're sort of picking the like 2016 drafted in the seventh round, 2017 made the 53 man, like that stuff. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, See, kind I, of. I do that. I do that all the time. On there on Twitter, uh, so I can't yeah, really but, but that's, that. that's, I don't know. That's different. Um, And I don't know this one, ghost blockers, like the people I, this is more just probably for banks and I, at least I get it a lot. I'll go to someone's page and I'm like, just blocked. And I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. This is the very oh, weird. Just like, why did this person block? Yeah, like like I've zero interaction with them in my life. Yeah, like uh, the guy who interviewed Lamar, asking, telling him that he didn't like to work out or whatever. Like, I clicked on that guy's page. Remember that that interview from like last week? Yeah, yeah, that guy has me blocked for some reason. It's like I have no idea who you are. So, Might be some blanket barstool blocking. For that people. that's it was going to be the B asterisk. R-S-T-O oh, that's R-S-T-O. one. That's one. Those people are weak. Just tweet it. If you're gonna go after people, freaking put oh. their stuff in there. Yeah. You know what? Those I people are is weak. Weak. Um, put the team's record in your oh profile yes, name yes. Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> record. Yeah. You will never see that from a Maryland team. Yeah, that that Twitter is awful. Or like the WWW so, Indians. It's so bad that I kind of <laughs> love it actually, though. 
It's just funny, like when like Orioles fans are doing it last year, and it's like thirty eight and ninety four. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why are you doing that? There's so many ones. I wish I'd. I wish I'd thought about. It's just hard to think about it when you're in them, and then like as we talk, I'm just like thinking of other ones. Then I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep draft. Good, could have gone very deep. deep draft. Yeah, we could maybe go back to that at some point. That's one that we could do every year because it's going to change a little bit. Like ones will come up. Like I wouldn't have picked thread Twitter last year or had that on my board. And now it's just become a thing on Twitter. So, um, okay. Good draft. Um, send us your, your ones we might have missed. We had some commercials last week. We definitely, we definitely dropped the ball and I'm sure we'll have some here. Uh, Nick Caner medley, Maryland person of the week. I'm going first. It's Taylor Swift. And what's there to say October 21st midnights. We'll probably change our lives again. <laughs> Um, instant instant analysis instant analysis of the announcement of, of the album sure we can do an instant analysis of the album maybe we that should actually do s- that this time yeah that would that would legit be funny if you just dropped one in that friday morning being like all right song one here we go i'm willing to do it it's probably gonna be that. after kick kickball game it's a big week are we, are we signed up for kickball i don't know oh when does kickball my- start Cross my radar today. I think it starts wow. in like three or four weeks. We need to figure that out very yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, I think early bird's Panda's, already passed. Early bird has passed. Panda's got to get back out there. We got a full yes. crowd. We got a full go team. We sound like we're, we're running out of a roster. Hopefully, Panda's are listening to this and we can have a little bit of a discussion. So we'll see. But yeah, Taylor Swift, I mean, dominates the VMAs. First of all, it comes out of nowhere, comes to the VMAs, dominates the VMAs, announces her album, drops album art, and it's TS10 is back. Rumors of a tour next year, injected all into my veins. There are not many things in life that would be happier than Taylor Swift. I'm honored to share her first name with her, and she's the GOAT. So she wins, and she will win the she just she will win the, that week when the album comes out, and probably the week after when the I hear the album. Well, so. you, know, you know who the week before belongs to. Well, that's an amazing week. Big that's booty what I was mix. saying. It's October 14th. And then, oh, that's what you should, yes. And then Huge we might have to do a big booty mix instant analysis. Oh, that would be fun. It is on a Friday. And yeah, Friday. We have, an, we have an event that day. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe it's an early game. We'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, Taylor Swift. I'm taking Taylor Swift. Uh, RDT. Uh, I am going to go. I don't know if anyone saw Dan Connolly's article in The Athletic about uh, Yankees fan Mike Tilly, who was 31, uh, died of colon cancer yesterday. It was a big. He became friends with Trey. Um, we had actually talked a couple times. We were supposed to meet up at a game, and we just got crossed up and couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't meet up. Um, but he, his brother Ryan, who I've talked to a lot, had randomly just after his brother Mike, his brother Mike was not feeling well last two years ago. Went to the doctor. They told him it wasn't anything serious. He ended up just like he kept pushing these doctors. It's a really good article in The Athletic if you haven't read it. Just ended up like pushing these doctors being like something's wrong, something's wrong. And they're like, no, it's your distress. You're getting married in like two months. Ended up being colon cancer. And like he only found out because he kept like going back to these doctors and being like something's wrong. Um, but yeah, Mike died uh, Monday uh, at 31. And again, he was he came to a couple of Orioles games this year, met up with Trey and all that. Trey texted him like a ton. Uh, they'd been in contact all year. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a really good article. It was really sad. I talked to his brother yesterday. Um, I guess things started going downhill on Friday. They talked to Trey and they talked to some of the other 
people in in the camp. Um, it's a really sad story. And um, yeah, Ryan, who he said he's going to come to some Orioles games this year. Um, but, you know, he's like, this is now we're going to work with Trey and the foundation and stuff like that to keep Mike's memory alive and, you know, stuff like that. But again, if you have the athletic, go and read Dan Connolly's first article and then read his one from yesterday. Um, just awful, awful stuff. Very, very sad. So I thought that was a, a, a decent Nick Kaner medley person of the uh, person of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to follow up there. That is <laughs> tough situation. Talk about just dagger. You, you could, Swift. you could double up with Taylor. I mean, I, yeah, I could. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about golf. Uh, Roy McElroy, um, face of the PGA tour doing his thing down at East Lake. Um, an awesome tour championship. Sky Sheffler kind of fell in his face a little bit there on Sunday. Um, should have been his tournament, but he kind of, like I said, fell flat. Um, Roy sank some putts, much unlike um, the Open Championship. That's a shame that he couldn't win that one. But, um, yeah, no, it was just a, a great year for him. I don't think that the tour wanted anybody but him to uh, to have won that tournament and the big old $18 million cash prize. So um going to give it to Roy just – more so just because he has been the face and he's advocated so hard for um, all that is good and right in golf. So shout out to Roy McElroy. Was that, was that picture of him doing the money sign? Was that after this no, last that week? Was oh. That was from like, that was from three years, years ago. ago right? when he won the same, the same thing, I believe. Cause wasn't that, didn't Hank Haney tweet that out and was like, don't ever yeah. tell them, don't ever let them tell you it's not about money. I thought it, it was after the team. I was like, bit. wow, what a, what a baller move. Yeah. But also shout, I guess, Ken Young for staying with BJ tour and not jumping to live off. That's, you know, the Rory McIlroy season is very impressive. Like, as you said, he pretty much became the face of the sport. He was sort of had, I mean, Tiger is the face of the sport, but in terms of a guy that's actively playing, he is playing a major role in keeping in changing the PGA tour to make it a more appealing product for like the top end player. And he is starting this entire new league with Tiger Woods. There's going to be like these prime time virtual events, which are fascinating to me. I don't know how those are going to work. Um, and he's done all that with like all this burden has played statistically one of the best seasons of his career. As you said, it would have been great for him to like get a major, but he played amazing all year. So then see, honestly, and Rory McIlroy, and this is backed up and you're, you know, a little in this community banks of the golf media. He apparently is just a standout human being like, treats all the volunteers really well, like is awesome to everybody when he's on site at places, is very pleasant to the media, gives very like nuanced and thoughtful answers. He just seems like a stand-up dude all across the board. So he seems just very comfortable around other people. Like I so Jay Monahan, I was at the press conference last week when he was announcing all these changes and Rory just quietly kind of joined the room and just like it was almost like anybody joining a meeting at the back of the back of a meeting room. And you kind of nudge the guy next to you. He's like, Oh, what a mess, you know, like that whole kind of thing. Like um, he just seems like a super down to earth guy and, and people around him seem to gravitate towards him in like a, in like a way where it's like, Holy shit, that's Royal McElroy, but also like, Hey, he's just like one of us guys. It's, it's cool dynamic to kind of see in, in person. Wasn't his like one negative thing? What did he do? Who was he dating? Wasn't he engaged to that tennis player? Uh, yeah. Carolyn Wozniacki. There was some thought that he like, 
like broke up with her over a text or something. I think yeah. there was some consternation but if, there. But it's like if that's the worst thing he's done, like that's the biggest black eye on his career. Yeah. There's rumors fine. out there, but they're they're just yeah. rumors. Yeah, they're rumors for a reason. She was she was the Shout witch for Halloween, right? Wasn't she the witch for Halloween? She, and like the after they broke up, I think she had like a big yeah. cauldron or something. And I don't know. Was, yeah, I think it's I a think weird because I, I think right. Caroline was the. I believe Caroline Wozniacki in the tennis community seems pretty low like so it's like a weird yeah they're like two well liked people mm-hmm. like she does TV now and like she's friends with Serena Williams and um, honorable mentions I'm going to take Jared Bernhardt real quick here former Maryland lacrosse player now Falcons 53 man that's an amazing story just an amazing story Guy had never played receiver till May. Played as an option quarterback. Obviously, he's you know one of the best players in Maryland lacrosse history. One of the towards international player. I'm sure if you've on Twitter at all, you saw the story today. But um, super hardworking kid and a guy I know that people really liked when he was here in Maryland. So um, amazing, amazing job by that kid. Incredible. That that award Be- name is maybe my favorite award name in all of sports. The Tawaraton. Yes, it's, it looks awesome, too. Every time I see yeah. it, I'm like, that's such a cool, that's a good, great award name. Won by oh. Maryland's Logan Wisnowskis this year. So, won by many Maryland women's lacrosse player uh, across the years. Taylor Cummings, Katie Schwarzman, Zoe Stukenberg. So, shout out to Jared. Good for him. Yep. Good. Might as well take House of the Dragon, you know. I'm the only person here who watches the show. So I'm just speaking into the abyss here. So won't waste too much of my breath, but that show is back in a big way. Just that whole scene, that whole world. I watched the, finally watched the first episode on Sunday before watching the second one live. And uh, yeah, no, it's everything that the, the old show was to kick things off. So it's not going away guys. Sorry. No, I know, no. I don't even dislike Game of Thrones. I just dislike the Twitter. I actually would like to watch it. I just haven't. Um, the last time I do is college football. It's back. Mm-hmm. The Nebraska Northwestern thing was everything I needed it to be and more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nebraska yeah. just continues. Nebraska to football do exactly Twitter what could they have been do. a pick. Yeah, I mean they do what they do every single year. Um, by the way, Pat Fitzgerald is a dude I would love to play for if I was a. If I was a, like, he just seems like a, in the same way that I feel like Loxley connects with his players, I feel like Pat Fitzgerald mm-hmm. just like connects with his guys. Like he gets the most out of Northwestern. I mean, that's a tough place to win in football. They have a great facility, indoor facility, but it's not like, you know, should not be a team that's like making Big Ten championship games and winning that division. I mean, Nebraska puts so much into it. Scott Frost, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but we're back with a full slate this Sunday. I'll use this time to go in. I think the, the Maryland football Terrapins are going to be very fun to watch this year. And I hope that people that even if they didn't go to Maryland are just looking for a college football team to support, get down to Maryland stadium or just watch them on TV. It's an explosive offense, a lot of talent defensively. Talia Tungavailoa is, you know, a super dark horse Heisman candidate, but a guy that has the ability to have an amazing year. Rakim Jarrett, Jacob Copeland, Dante Demas, Jay Shaw Jones, great receiving core on offensive line back. So support the Terps 12 noon Buffalo this weekend. Um, buy some tickets, help pay my salary. Come on, support. The, come out and support the Terps. Anything else, guys? For the good of the order. Also, college football Saturday is being back. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. the best. It's just so good. What a sport. 
what a now ridiculous we just, sport. Now we just needed to start cooling down a little bit because I know we talked about it before, but like the college football in the 90 degrees is not. Yeah, it just looks miserable for all the yeah. players. Yeah, give me 70s. Give me 70s from here on out. I'll be fine with that. Um, that's it for this week's episode of the X52 Podcast. Uh, follow us all on social media, X52 Podcast, and all your social media channels. And at Barstool Banks, at E-D-I-T-T-I-22 for Eric. You can follow me at my 10 You can follow... Uh oh my gosh! Follow our our we we every time we record past midnight, I cannot get through this outro without just absolutely almost falling asleep. Um, support all of our X fifty two sponsors. Is what I was going to say. Uh, Thrill of Midnight, Fed Thrill, and Jimmy Seafood. Um, and we're almost back with X with uh, instant analysis is coming here. So a couple of Sundays. Um, to anybody that started listening to us post football season last year, we'll be coming at you, whether it's a Thursday night, a Saturday night, a Sunday afternoon, a Sunday night, a Monday night with an instant analysis right after we'll record right after the Ravens um, complete their game and get that out either that night or the morning after um, for sort of all of instant reaction and do a, a weekday show, you know, that Tuesday or Wednesday, just to kind of update how the schedule is going to go. Uh, as we talked about, maybe if the if the Orioles make the playoffs, we'll do some Orioles instant analysis or we, you know, have games to decide a playoff spot. We'll, we'll cross those bridges, but we're kind of getting to the juice of the X-52 season coming out of the summer. Summer's always kind of a lull. Thankfully, the Baltimore Orioles made it not a lull. We've had a lot to talk about, um, but a lot coming for Ravens season. And so make sure to stay tuned to all of that. We will see you next time on the X-52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.